Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hi, I'm Danielle Radojcin, and welcome to a very special version of My Big Idea, the podcast from ASOS bringing you career advice and inspiration. Today we're based at London Fashion Week and we're going to be talking to some really special guests about their impressions of the shows, the designers to be looking out for and their tips on how to break into the fashion industry. In this episode, I'm talking to Lou Stoppard, editor-at-large at Show Studio. Here's what Lou had to say about London Fashion Week, spring-summer 17. Hi, Lou. Hello. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, on joining us on My Big Idea at London Fashion Week. How's it going? Good, very busy. London Fashion Week's so busy, so many different shows, and there's lots of different locations this time, so kind of running around London. So we're in Soho right now. Yes. Where else have you been looking at I've stuff? I've been, well, the, one of the spaces is out in kind of Spitalfields Market, so I've been out there. What did you uh, see there? What have I seen there? I saw Fashionista that was really great. And then I've been, there's been what a couple your, of things. Who was your favourite designer from the Fashionista lineup? Oh, it's a hard one. I really like Matty Bovin. I think he, everyone's going to say that, but I thought mm. that was very colourful and nice. Um, and then I went, there's a couple of things that have been at Christie's, like um, on New Bond Street. So Shrimps was there, and then MM6 is there this afternoon. And I think that's a really lovely space. It's quite nice that it's spread out, because you feel like you get to see a bit of London. But How do you get around? Um, I either get in Ubers or I get in cars or yesterday um, I got the bus quite a lot which was quite nice and I actually got on a bus and there was no one else on it I was with two of my friends really? and it felt like we had like which a giant Uber was it was, we actually ended up going the wrong way and we right. missed a show because we ended up I'm not going to say which show but we missed a show because we ended up at the Tower of London it was, it was quite terrible <laughs> <laughs> but I quite like that okay. kind of um, that madness of trying to get mm. around I also quite like walking because London's actually not as big as you think sometimes it's quite nice walking really? <laughs> you can like you know potter around quite like it you are in trainers I am in trainers I'm always in trainers so let's tell me tell me let's talk about what you're wearing um sort of a tracksuit situation going on here <laughs> which I'm into well it's Sunday so I'm wearing a Chloe tracksuit and then I'm wearing yeah Chloe tracksuit and then kind Adidas sneakers quite an interesting colour combo like beige yeah. meets sort of it's quite the royal cherry red bombs, yeah. I think yeah it is yeah, yeah that's what I think um but it's quite cozy for a Sunday what brand of trainers? Adidas. For running around. Adidas Stan Smiths, as always. All black. Um, all black. John Lennon used to wear all black Stan Smiths. Fact fans. No way. Yeah, he did. There's a really good picture of him and Yoko Ono together, and he's wearing all black Stan Smiths. Oh my god, that's really. I have good to knowledge. credit that fact to Gary Aspen, who's like Adidas consultant, and he he has an encyclopedic knowledge of everyone who's ever worn Adidas. That's amazing. Quite amazing. Um, and lots of jewellery. Always, yes. You always wear really cool jewellery. So yes. I get lots of things from different places. A lot of it is kind of antiques or things that my friends have given me. But I always go to... Um, my friend... I actually didn't, hadn't been before. I'd heard of it, but I hadn't been. My friend took me to Alfie's Antiques in London. It's yeah. amazing. 
Um, so I got one of these from there, and then some of them I got in India. That was my mum's. I think mom's. it's quite surprising, Alfie's, how affordable some of it is. It's really, really good. It's really good to go for ideas. And I'm quite into your earrings that you were just telling me about that are from Etsy. Yeah, I get my. Everyone always thinks they're going to be really fancy, and then they're from Etsy. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're quite good. good little cuffs. Little cuffs. We're going to um, try. I'm going to Instagram the picture yeah, of them later. Hopefully, my multiple earrings. So anyway. Fashion Week. Um, what what do you think? What's the point of Fashion Week these days? Well, that's the like holy grail question, mm. isn't it, at the moment? Because no one's quite sure. It's like everyone's talking about the show's still relevant. You know, you know what is the purpose? Because their functions change so much. You know, Fashion Week traditionally was like a place where press and buyers could come and you know work. It was a trade show. You know, they could come and see see clothing, report, place orders and obviously because of the internet and social media it's changed so much and become this kind of big branding exercise I guess and the shows are almost like adverts especially the ones that are live streamed so I think I think it's um, the purpose has changed so much and I don't know how it's going to grow it's definitely not just for us anymore for a long time I think it felt like Fashion Week was for those who were in attendance and now we're just kind of a part of that whole circle we're like bums on seats to look good in the live stream but actually it's for kind of everyone so I'm not sure I think some people probably stop showing some people there'll be more shows I think it's going to change loads it's like a real definitely like a pivotal time for Fashion Week at the moment especially because of the see now buy now stuff it's quite interesting time yeah what do you think about this whole see now buy now thing everyone's talking about it this yeah, season everyone is talking about it. I don't know I think it's gonna everyone's gonna I think it'll all shake down in the end I think it'll really work for some brands Burberry I guess are the kind of big ones that have really been their name's been associated with it the most I think it'll work for them I think for smaller designers it probably won't work um, but I think in a way it's good that everyone's going to end up sort of showing and selling in their own way. I think for too long there's been this kind of fashion system that everyone had to slot into, whether it worked for them or not. Um, and I think now we're going to have more flexibility. Some people, you know, showing... when like Vetmore were a really good example of that, how they moved kind of um, when they showed... Um, to January because it meant their clothes were in the stores longer mm, and it was better yeah because they've all actually already showed their spring summer yeah, 17 collection yeah. even though and everyone they show in Paris about that, like they're trying to sort of disrupt the system but I don't think they are I think they're just doing what's best for their business and I think more people probably start mm. doing things like that so that's and do you think what do you think about this idea that you can people want to be able to wear the clothes the second they've seen them appear on the runway I don't know I think it's less about wanting to wear them I think it's more about being kind of bored or drained of them. I think it's... um, I don't think it's necessarily the case that people are obsessed with having them and owning them. I think the problem is that people see them so much that by the time they hit stores six months later, people are kind of tired of them. So I think it's less about you wanting them at the time and more about them not wanting them later and trying to kind of get the balance between that. I do think if you've seen something all over Instagram or all over the internet on celebrities and whatnot and then it's in the store you kind of you're just it's like there's a certain apathy towards it so I wonder if that's where it comes from mm. less about people kind of like banging on the doors of shops to buy stuff straight away but more about them not wanting it when it does hit the stores yeah. and what about sort of up and coming talent new names to drop and all that because I think you you know lots of people you've got a good network you're out and about a lot mm. on the scene who are the names that you're really interested in or up and coming brands at the moment there's always so many, that's what London's really good for there's always so many um, really interesting young brands I think I mean this 
she's not like a new young brand, but I am really, really obsessed with Molly Goddard. I think what she does is really fascinating. Were you just at her show? Uh, I was at her show yesterday. I got there really late. They just had to like watch from the back. What was it like being there? It's really, really. I love the lips. They did this kind of really beautiful um, red lipstick, and it looked like the girls had been kind of kissing because they were all kind mm. of smudged. But I love what Molly Goddard does. I think that's really interesting in London. All of this kind of. Um, strange kind of like girliness like loads of designers have that like it's not like they have a similar aesthetic they've all got their own thing going on but there is this kind of shared sensibility of things that are quite saccharine and quite, mm. um, do you think that's that sort of whole thing that was kicked off by Medium Kirchhoff a few I seasons ago so. I mm. think so I was thinking about that I don't really know where it came from because I suppose on the other hand, you've got uh, quite a lot of interesting stuff happening in, happening in menswear right now in London yeah, as well, right? Which definitely. is sort of a counterpoint. I think that's feeding into the menswear a lot. I think it's made people kind of step up a lot because there's such a focus on London collections men and it's so exciting and really, really good um, really good shows. Lots of new young talent. And I think maybe London Fashion Week felt a little flat compared to it. That's definitely what all the menswear press say because we love to be... Menswear and womenswear press love to sort of yeah. like, be a bit competitive. Well, actually, the womenswear press don't really care about the menswear yeah. Men's press like to kind of think that they're better than the women's wear press, and I obviously do both, so I kind of flip between. Um, but I think there is, um, yeah, Molly, Molly is a really good example of someone that I think is really, really interesting. But then it's interesting because a lot of the brands that I think are getting the most buzz um, in London at the moment and, and who, that women are wearing aren't actually showing as part of London Fashion Week, so things like. Um, Everyone's obsessed with Charles Jeffrey, but he, you know, he shows part of the menswear, same with Grace Wells Bonner. Um, so that's quite interesting as well, um, that they're not showing as part of the showcase, but then everyone's really excited about them, and you can kind of feel the, the mood that they've set. So that's quite, yeah, that's quite interesting. I also wanted to ask you a bit about people who, because for our audience, people who are listening to this podcast are quite interested, or might be interested to know about how you got to where you are with your career, um, how to break into fashion journalism. Um, what's your best advice for that kind of thing? Uh, best advice? It's really hard because it's such a... Um, there's, like, no formula. Like, you know, it's all kind of luck and timing and hard work. and So it's really hard. But I think, I think the main thing is... Um, yeah, it's really obvious, but working really, really hard and researching loads. Because I think... Um, I think that's a, a slight problem with so many people that want to work in fashion and to differentiate yourself it does have to be kind of knowing a lot. Mm. so like reading all the time having a really good knowledge of fashion history it doesn't what you, mean you have to study what, fashion reading what? what do you read on a daily basis? Um, for immediate news I read um, there's kind of so like it's quite easy to get fashion news quite quite quickly so I always look at what the New York Times are writing about fashion I'll have a look at business of fashion if there's like a business story um, that I think is relevant um, I always read, I, I think it's important not to lose kind of the sight of the wider world, so I always read um, The Guardian every day, it's my homepage, it's really obvious when everyone does. Um, I subscribe to The New Yorker, so that's really great. Um, but I think also if you want to study fashion, it's about you know going to a library and looking at some of those other fashion books, or, or even like if you don't have access to a good, a good library that has fashion books around you, like there's such good um, resources online, like a, a lot of them... Um, yeah, Vogue have done a great job of digitalising their stuff, so it's, it's really easy actually to to find information. But I do notice that with kind of sometimes when I teach or with students we have, where their knowledge is very much based on the, con- the contemporary, and that's fine. But I think if you want to do really well, it is about having that kind of wider scope. Mm. Um, and if someone wants to contact you or 
someone who works at a sort of big fashion title and they want to have an internship, um, what do you think is a good way to differentiate yourself from other people who might be trying to do the same thing? It's really sad because it shouldn't differentiate you. It should be the norm. But the biggest thing for me is if people can actually write a coherent and well-spelled cover letter. <laughs> like, that sounds like such a boring thing, but we get it all the time. Like We get cover letters where something's spelled wrong or it doesn't quite make sense or you can tell it's exactly the same cover letter they sent to you like 50 other titles or it's really long and rambling or you know it's I think a really clear well edited short concise punchy cover letter that doesn't have a spelling mistake in it that's your best friend uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly literally if I read a cover letter like that I'm like sometimes I don't even open their CV I'm yeah. just like okay they seem like a normal functioning person let's <laughs> give them an interview so I think that would be my big my yeah. big tip um and I just remembered actually something I wanted to ask you. Um, so, you know, you interviewed Kanye for Show yes. Studio. It was a really big deal and everyone was talking about it and it was really good. What do you, I wanted to know what you thought about all that fuss that was made about his Yeezy 4 show in New York. Show. Oh my gosh. Um, where the models fainted from the, the heat. Yeah, I thought that was a misstep with, um, to have those girls standing in the heat. I think it's difficult because when you choreograph a show, you don't necessarily know what the weather's going to be like, even though, you know, it had been very hot in New York for a long time. Um, I think that was a misstep. There's nothing worse than being at a fashion presentation where the girls look... Because it was like two guys. hours late already and it took an hour to get there or something. Actually, more, more than, more than you, you think where you're at a fashion presentation and the girls are having to stand for ages and they just look really exhausted and really tired. It actually happens quite a lot. And the other things when girls can't walk in their shoes, which is obviously another thing that um, was a big problem at the easy thing. Like, some of the shoes break, so the girls kind of couldn't walk. Um, I don't know, I think he's always going to get so much flack, isn't he? But I do think um, people love to criticise, and, you know, understandably in some ways, but I think he's done more for sort of diversity in fashion than actually, like, along with Olivia Ristin from Balmain, than anyone else has, and I think there's definitely conversations that are happening in fashion now that definitely wouldn't have happened without him. So I think I, I'm sort of wary of getting really on my high horse and, and sort of acting, you know, like... There shouldn't be a place for it in fashion. There definitely shouldn't be a place for it in fashion. And it's very easy to be lofty. Um, but yeah, I do feel bad for those girls that painted. That kind of mm. detracted from that, didn't it? Mm. Do you think they'll ever be taken seriously by the fashion I industry? I think the journalists love to not take them seriously, but the buyers definitely take them seriously. They place big orders. You know, it does work. Like, it sells, for, sells well. Um, I, think you are. I think if you look at Victoria Beckham and kind of what she had... Um, you know, and for a long time, there was it was every review would mention kind of her Spice Girls past, and, and now she's kind of taken very seriously. And, um, but she's perhaps slightly less bombastic than Kanye is and how she operates, so maybe that's had a slight. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think fashion's changing so much, though. It's like there's so many sort of celebrity um, endorsements, design. You know, it, it's. Which celebrity would you really like to interview next? Hmm. Oh, that's a really hard question. <laughs> um, I'd love to interview Louis Theroux because I love him. <laughs> so much I'd love to interview him I feel like you never really know that much about him he's kind of different to Kenya it's not mm, huge quite different I think that'd be good mm. yeah, I'd watch that and listen to that thanks alright cool well thanks for talking where are you going what, what are you doing next um, I've got the America Transit show um, I think it's my next thing that's so just happening right here I think right, isn't it yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do a bit of work catch up on my correspondence and then I'll be at the American Transit show splendid 
thanks so much for talking to us. That was Lou Stoppard, editor-at-large at Show Studio, talking about London Fashion Week Spring-Summer 2017. I'm Danielle Rodeutchen. Join me later for more Fashion Week interviews and inspiring advice about how to break into the fashion industry. Don't forget to subscribe to My Big Idea on iTunes, Acast or your favourite podcast app and check out the ASOS magazine podcast, These Four Walls too. Thanks for listening. Bye.